Welcome to the LFC Podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equip Christ followers. We're grateful for this opportunity to bring you a message of hope, healing, and life transformation today. Enjoy the message. We want to thank you for being here today. It's become somewhat of a tradition for us to celebrate Christmas here at Lima First with some sort of a uh, musicals or a special worship experience. And this year it just happened to be on Christmas Eve. And for many of you, uh, it's part of your Christmas tradition to attend a Christmas Eve service somewhere. How many of you fit into that category? You find a place to go. Yeah. Or maybe... Just maybe it's your tradition to head on to grandma's house. How many grandma's house attenders do we have? Yeah, until you become the grandpa and the grandma, right? It truly is a season for honoring family and honoring family traditions and making a lot of memories. As a matter of fact, this past week, we made our annual Christmas cookie extravaganza with the babies and uh, three words for you. What a mess. I do not know how little people can destroy an entire house in 60 seconds. It's amazing to me, but it was fun. It was fun. So many traditions. Growing up in Illinois, my... uh, my family always decorated outside the house with lights. My mom is here today. Uh, we had a nativity, and one year we decided to put Santa Claus on the roof, and I gladly volunteered to do that because how many of you know teenage boys and roofs, they, they really go together, yeah. right? Especially when you want to jump off and you've got the uh, cartilage table to handle that, right? Well, Grandma was... Uh, so impressed because through the wind and through the, 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 you know, the, the snow and some of the winter storms that you can have, Santa was staying put. And she was so impressed that she said, what did you do? And I said, well, Grandma, if you take three 16-penny nails and you nail Santa Claus to the roof, he ain't going anywhere. That's just uh, FYI for anyone who needs to do that. She wasn't too happy with that. Well, Lori's family, uh, they have a tradition of singing Christmas carols before they open all their gifts, like singing for like 30 to 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And they even had uh, Christmas carol uh, song books that they passed out. Could you please turn to page 141? You know, they, they passed out and it took me a minute. You know, what is all these singing crazy people around here? It took me a minute, but I ended up enjoying it. As a matter of fact, for the past 30 years, it has been my honor and my privilege to represent the seven swans a-swimming in the 12 days of Christmas. How many, how many swans a-swimming do I have in the room? Anyone? Anyone? All right. Well, from Advent calendars to the elf on the shelf. Does anyone do elf on the shelf here? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving around to see all the Christmas tree lights, going to see the nutcracker, wearing ugly 
Christmas sweaters, as some of you have done today. (laughs) Watching It's a Wonderful Life, the black and white version. Right, anyone? No, right? Come on, it's okay, you can talk to me here today. Peppermint sticks, white elephant gifts, even reading the Christmas story. Does, does anyone, you kind of have that, that tradition that before all the festivities start, you grab your copy of God's word and you open it up to Luke chapter two and you begin to read the Christmas story. How many of you do that? I encourage you, if you do not start it, Start that this evening or start that tomorrow morning. Just read the Christmas story because in reality, that's what all of this is about anyway, right? And I know it may be a little bit weird, but we, we act it out, right? We get an angel and we get, you know, Mary and Joseph, we act it out. And then I heard of some sort of a German tradition called the Christmas pickle Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm part redneck, so I'd be like, hey, honey, grab grab the dill from the pickle from the refrigerator and shove it in the tree someplace. No, it's like an ornament that you put in the tree, and the first one to find the pickle gets to open up all their Christmas presents. Kind of odd. A lot of different traditions that are in this room. But a recent survey uh, reported this, that 84% of Americans will decorate for Christmas and nearly all of them put up Christmas trees. According to further data from the Nielsen research, it found that approximately 21.6 million real Christmas trees This is the reason why the rainforest is going down. And global warming is taking place. You take Shamu and you put him in a pool. Some of you will get that. Come on, there's a movie reference in there. Do your research, people, before you come to church. 21.6 million real Christmas trees will be cut down and in our homes. And 12.9 million artificial trees will be purchased by U.S. households this Christmas season. In other words, households in America will spend a total of $984 million on real Christmas trees. How many real Christmas tree people do I have in place? Very good. But even more of a staggering 1.01 billion, with a B, billion dollars for artificial Christmas trees this season. I don't know about you, but that's a lot of dough on trees. But yet, there is another Christmas tree that really we fail to talk about during this time of the year. And this particular Christmas tree, if you will, gives meaning to all the rest. The tree that cost more than any other tree in history. A tree that's actually mentioned in Acts chapter 10. And we are witnesses of all things which he, Jesus, did 
both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. And some may say, Pastor, why are we talking about this right now? It's supposed to be joy to the world and parampa pam pam. Right? Why, why are we talking about this? That's kind, of a, that's kind of a downer. I'll tell you why. Because this is exactly the reason why Jesus Christ was born. His entire life was a journey to that tree. The tree that he hung on. He was born to be the sacrifice for our sins. That's why Jesus was born and he knew it. And he said it in John chapter 3, uh, verse 13, uh, 14 and 15. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And that tree the tree that he was hung on is the reason why we can celebrate today. As a matter of fact, as a believer in Jesus, we can celebrate Christmas every day because we get a gift every day. Do you know that? We see it in John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, Jesus is our gift. Jesus was born for you so that he could die for you. And here's what's interesting. The world will tell you that there are many ways to heaven. The world will tell you all paths lead. But there is no plan B, friends, for salvation. The only highway that goes through uh, to heaven goes through Calvary. You can't bypass the cross or go around it if you want to be saved. The Bible tells us this, that without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission for our sin. And here's the awesome part. He didn't have to do it, but he wanted to. He didn't have to, but he wanted to do it so you and I could be with him for all of eternity. Can you picture this with me? The word of God says in Philippians chapter two that Jesus, who being in very nature, God. Did you get that? He was not God's mini me. He was not God's protege. He wasn't like the vice president. He was. He is as much God as God the Father as much God as God the Holy Spirit and his name is Jesus and he made himself nothing. He took on the nature of a servant being made in human likeness and not just for a quick minute, guys. Not to just deal with a few things and then get back to heaven. No, he willingly left his home in glory for 30 Three years. 
and he submitted his life in obedience that entire time. He agreed to leave heaven and go down to earth and be born in a stable. Do you understand that? To be born in a stable, a place where animals lived. The smell of livestock. Have you ever mucked a stall? That's what it smelled like. That's where he was born. And the Bible says that they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. There were strips of cloth. No one had time to go to Walmart. No one had time to have all the proper things that you would have and baby wipes and diapers and ointments. No one had that. But they wrapped him in strips of cloth in a barn. Filthy, musty, dusty cloths. And he, was, he was born as a baby, a newborn, crying, trembling. That little lip was quivering. And Mary wrapped him up and laid him in a manger. That sounds great. Away in a manger. We sing it all the time. It was a trough, friends. It was a place where fodder was given and the animals would eat out of. He humbled himself willingly. Later on, what did he do? He washed the feet of his disciples. Even the feet of the ones who would desert him. Even the, the feet of the one who would doubt him. Even the feet of the one who would betray him, he humbled himself willingly. Even the people that, that, that he came to save, they beat him and spit on him and placed a crown of thorns on his head. He was moved from heaven through the curtain to the earth. And he was obedient to death even death on that tree. Why? Why in the world would he willingly be humiliated? Why would he do it? I can tell you right now, none of us would do it. Why would he willingly leave heaven? I'll tell you why. He did it for you. Come on, talk to me. He did it for you. He did it for me. We were sinners, full of sin, full of selfishness, full of arrogance and pride. And the only solution was for him to become sin. We read it in 2 Corinthians 5. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, Jesus took my sin, Daryl Booker's sin. Nasty, ugly, filthy, all of them. So many of them. And he took your sin too. 
And he didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. Why? We already read it. For God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life. You see, it started in a manger. His life started in a manger, but it ended at the cross. The curse of sin that all of us have. The curse of sin, the cost of sin, but the cure for sin is only found in one place, and that is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the message. If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you. Text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. You can also stay up to date on everything coming up by checking out limafirst.church and hitting the events tab. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future LFC content. We'll see you next time.